What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Baseball Connection. So apparently the Mookie Betts mega deal has hit a bit of a snag. It is being reported that the Minnesota Twins are pulling out of those talks because the Red Sox saw Brewster Gratterall's medical records and they balked at it. They didn't like what they saw. They projected that he would be a reliever. His durability over the long term was a concern. And as I said before, if you just watch Brewster Gratterall pitch, this is this is kind of obvious. I'm sure the Red Sox had their concern just by watching him pitch, but it doesn't make sense to jump the gun until you've actually seen the evidence and data, which is what medical records give you. Because, you know, when all these deals are announced, they always say, you know, Team A and Team B have agreed to a trade pending physicals, right, or pending medical reviews or something like that. Well, that's what this was. This was a review of the medicals, and the Red Sox didn't like what they saw, and they didn't think that they were getting a good deal anymore. Well, after continuing to negotiate with the Twins yesterday, they couldn't reach an agreement, so it seems like the Twins are going to be out of the mix now. So now there is no trade at this point in time. It's still possible that the Red Sox and Dodgers get a deal done as a two-team trade, so it would it would require the Dodgers to send more than just Alex Verdugo, probably another prospect, maybe someone like Jeter Downs or Tony Gonsolin, something like that, because obviously just an Alex Verdugo for Mookie Betts and David Price is not going to be a fair deal whatsoever. That that would be the Red Sox getting absolutely fleeced. So at this point, there is nothing. And it's also possible that the Dodgers could say, hey, okay, we'll give you, we'll give you Verdugo and we'll take both all of Price's contract and Mookie Betts. That would be a, a more fair deal, but still, that's still lopsided in the Dodgers' favor, in my opinion. Just because you're paying David Price, it's just money at the end of the day. Uh, the Red Sox would need to get more back than just Alex Verdugo. Um, yeah, it's it's also possible another team just comes in altogether and takes Mookie Betts because at this point, there is no trade in place, no trade fa- finalized. And David Price is scheduled to report to Red Sox camp on Wednesday. He's projected or expected, I'm sorry, he's expected to report to spring training in three days. Mookie Betts is expected to report to spring training in seven days. That's on February 16th, just one day ahead of Boston's first full squad workout. So it's been a bizarre week because with that trade on hold, that also means that the other trade, the Jock Peterson and Ross Stripling for Luis Renjifo trade is also being held up because that trade depends on this one. So a couple of dominoes need to fall and these teams need to figure out what's happening. But it, it could be really awkward if nothing happened and then the season just, per, you know, the, the season just persisted or continued with none of these guys moving teams. Can you imagine Mookie coming back to play for the Red Sox after being literally being traded. I mean, it's a business and he knows it. I mean, the fact that it's a business is something that he has said, and that's the reason why he is in the situation in the first place, in my opinion, because he wants to reach free agency, which he's entitled to do, and that's a business decision. So with that come the consequences that you are probably going to get traded because the team doesn't want to lose you for nothing. That's just how it goes. So I don't think there's going to be any bad blood or ill will between you know the Red Sox and Mookie Betts or David Price. At least not any more than there was already, because it's possible that these teams and the players had already had these discussions well in advance of the actual trade. So 
I think everyone understands that this is a business. So players going to do what's best for them. The team's going to do what's best for them. It's a mutual understanding. I think it's something we should all just realize at this point. Because people always want to say, oh, I don't see how he's going to come and, and face this team that, that did him dirty. I'm like, you know, they're paying him $27 million. <laughs> he's going to show up to spring training. So he has every every incentive to show up and get that bag and get his money that he he deserves and that he earned. So another piece of news coming out of Red Sox Nation is that Andrew Benintendi has agreed to a two-year deal with the Red Sox to avoid arbitration. It's going to be two years, $10 million. And uh, that's a pretty good deal for Andrew. You know, he's coming off that rookie, you know, that rookie contract or whatever and gets a nice little raise here. He's going to make $3.4 million this season and then $6.6 million in 2021. He's put up solid numbers ever since coming up to the bigs in 2016. You know, he's hit 277 with 51 bombs and 52 steals over his career so far. His best season was 2018 when he had an 830 OPS with 16 homers and 21 steals. You know, Benny's a good player. A bit of a down year last year, but expect him to bounce back because this is someone who definitely has, he has all-star potential. Um, you know, that might be his ceiling, but he definitely has all-star potential. And he's a player who could give you, you know, a good combination of of speed and a hit tool and a glove. So expect him to have a good year. I, I expect big things out of Benny. Benny Biceps this year. The San Diego Padres have bolstered their pen, their already elite bullpen, by trading for Emilio Pagan from the Rays. They sent Manuel Margot out to Tampa and catching prospect Logan Driscoll. This trade was announced last night. And the Padres' strong bullpen just gets even stronger. I mean, Pagan had a breakout season last year with the Rays. He posted a 2-3-1 ERA and a 36% strikeout rate with 20 saves for Tampa Bay. The Padres' bullpen FIP of 4.0 was actually the best in the National League last season. And that bullpen right now has Kirby Gates as his closer. Uh, that dude had a 1-1-9 ERA and a 42% strikeout rate last year. He led MLB with 41 saves. So they have him as a closer. Now they just get Pagan, who's probably going to be the setup man for Kirby Yates. So that's quite a late-inning combination. And very few teams can rival that. That's going to be pretty filthy. So, I mean, Margot's going to the race. Now Padres GM says that the plan is to make center field a three-man competition between Will Myers, Franchi Cordero, and Trent Grisham. I think it's going to be probably Trent Grisham. Uh, that's just my guess because I think he would fit that spot the best defensively, and I think he has a lot of upside with the bat. Margot is a light-hitting center fielder. He's very good defensively, but not much of a bat. But honestly, I will not be surprised if the Rays make something out of him. The Rays have this this knack. They have this knack for taking unwanted assets. They take distressed assets, I should say, and they make them into very good players. They put them in roles where they can succeed, and we've seen them do it time and time again. We saw them do it with... Austin Meadows, we saw them do it with Tyler Glass now. They do it with a lot of players. And they do, I mean, their entire bullpen last year, essentially being able to use openers and everything like that. No one does it better than Tampa Bay. So I would be surprised to see if Manuel Margot carves a nice little role for himself down there in Florida. So that's all I've got for today. If you guys enjoyed this, please share it with someone who'd be interested. And we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection.